0: I am sometimes not a grown-up. Welcome to episode 93 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Dade. We're catching up and discussing changes, and we're going to talk about what we're drinking and, and what's consuming and what's exciting, but holy heck, we've got a lot to discuss because we took a couple of months off. We took most of the summer off. Um and so we got a lot to, to go over and catch up on. Uh, so, Dade, what's exciting in your world?
1: Wow, it's been an eternity, all right. Um, so I, long. <clears throat> I feel like uh, I barely know you. Um, that's not true. We've talked. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been quite, quite a while. Um, a lot has happened over the summer and now. Um, you know, just first also I'm drinking water, I'm boring like that. I'm also eating ice cream. Don't worry, I'll mute myself. <laughs> but uh, I needed some ice cream for this podcast. Um, it's Turkey Hill Tin Roof Sunday. Um, anyhow. What so, is a tin what, what, wait, what's oh, a tin roof Sunday? So it's chocolate covered peanuts, vanilla ice cream and fudge swirls.
0: OK, I'm not so sure about the chocolate covered peanuts, but
1: <clears throat> yeah, sounds good. It's good. It's very good. Um, so, yeah, so I, um, you know, went through my second summer of remote social work school, which is. Frustrating, um, you know, I did not sign up to go to an online school, I would have never done that, but here I am, um, but I made it, I made it through my second summer. Um, and I started my field placement, uh, about a week and a half ago. And it is at my, um, one of the local colleges in the area at the college counseling center, which is wonderful. It's my like other option of what I'd like to do with my life, college counseling. So I think I'll get really good experience there. My clinical team that I'm working with so far has been phenomenal, um, the vibe is really cool. Um, I'm in person, but remote. And so the construct is, you know, I go there, I have my own office um, and students attend remote uh, therapy sessions. And so it's not as stressful as, say, one on one in person, um, you know, and, and the, the campus has really good protocols. I have to get tested weekly for COVID. Um, I got my second test and I just got the results actually an hour ago that I am COVID negative um so right i'm always i'm always afraid when i because we you do it yourself so you go into the the place they do it they give you a little swab you swirl it in your nostrils and put it in the tube and you give it to somebody i'm always like oh god please like i don't know what i'm afraid of like i still wear a mask i still you know social distance i don't really go anywhere but i guess it's the stress of doing a test um so you know and they require vaccination um and so, you know, it's really, really tight as far as like, I think something like 97% of the staff and faculty are vaccinated. Um, the students are getting there. There was a little bit of a bottleneck because there is an international population. Um, but those students um, have access to vaccines right when they get to campus. So it's been great, um, that experience, um, <clears throat> all things considered. What else? Yeah. Um, I rebuilt my gaming PC and the PC that I'm recording on right now. Um, about a month ago, we had a random storm, and we lost power for maybe 30 seconds. And my computer wouldn't turn on. And it was in a power strip. It was, you know, every I did everything. I did my due diligence, and the motherboard was just shot. Like I tried everything. Um, so luckily. They replaced the motherboard, but I didn't send it back yet. I just bought a better motherboard, and because that's how I am. And so, I rebuilt my computer. I added some things onto it, um, and so that took a couple weeks, just because I basically took it all apart and put it back together again. Um, so that that was that was part of my summer. Um, I got my hands on a PlayStation Five. Um, I actually got my hands on three PlayStation Fives. Uh, two of them haven't gotten here yet. I wanted to a couple of my friends have wanted p s fives and so I said, if I have the opportunity to get some, um, you know would you like to pick one up for you and so two of my friends said yes, and so if they don't buy it i could I could still sell it anyway but um but yeah, so that was a fun endeavor um hitting refresh on a web page. For an hour.
0: Um,
1: But Walmart actually. Does their PS5 releases by. Every 10 minutes. They release a bunch of them. And so that's how I. I got it. Um, And they don't charge you until it ships. Um, Not that that matters. Like. But it's like. Easy to just do the process. So. um, I got myself a PS5. Two more are coming. My friends back out. Because I would just sell it to my friends for what I paid, plus shipping, you know, um, to someone else, maybe I'll make a buck. Um, I pre-ordered the new Nintendo Switch, which is, nothing is new other than the screen is a little bit better quality. I also pre-ordered the new Steam handheld, uh, video game thing. Um, I'm such a bad gamer. I forget what it's called. Uh... I think it's called Steam Deck. Yes, it's called Steam Deck. So it's kind of like a Nintendo Switch, but you can play PC games on it, which really... To describe this to non-gamers, the problem with console games is you can't modify them. Like, you buy the game and, and that's it. You can't install anything on your console. You can't really do anything. But with the Steam Deck, just like on your PC, you can install mods. You can install whatever you'll be able to do that and you'll be able to take it with you. And so that really is a draw for a lot of people because some games like, you know, Skyrim or grand theft auto, like there are completely redesigned games within the game. So, um, I pre-ordered that, that that's not shipping until like God second quarter of next year, but what else? A lot of, a lot of tech stuff. Um, I organized my office at home here. I did some purging. I gave away some books that I had that I didn't need. Uh, Passed some books on to um, other first-year Smith students. Um, books that I bought that like I, I didn't feel I would use ever again. Um, I got rid of a lot of old papers. I realized that like I'm never going to look at this again, so why do I have it kind of thing. Um, and I donated a bunch of school supplies because do I really need four gross of Neon case mates? No. Um, that's really kind of it. Like there's other things, but it's part of the main topic. So I don't want to take too much away and I'm really dying to hear about you less and, and what you've been doing.
0: So um, it's been an interesting couple of months. So one of the reasons we kind of, Kind of took the summer off was in part because you were in school, but also in part because I was shifting jobs and my job search went into high gear. Um, the place where I was working closed they moved me into a different clinic and it was not a good fit um, and I'll <laughs> I'll leave it at that um, so I had early on in in the sort of application process applied for this position a couple of cities over and I thought I didn't get it I had screened with the director and then I hadn't heard anything um, but it turned out that everyone was just on vacation so it was just really hard to sc- schedule all of those follow-up interviews and I ended up getting the job and it is a Fabulous Fit it's an after school art program that is rooted in art therapy and if you are in the northeast of massachusetts you've probably heard of it and i'm not going to mention the name because there's a strict social media policy but i'm really excited about it i'm super looking forward to uh my upcoming groups working with kids again and i'm just you know i've been really looking forward to it and it's been an Really interesting kind of summer. So between my previous job and then the shift into the place where I was working, I had a week. off. Actually, I had like a week and a half off um, and I spent some time up in Maine. That was like three months ago. And it was great. You know, we got to see my family and, and, you know, spend some time with my nephew. And that was awesome. Um, And then. Uh, when I got this new job between the end of my old job and this new job, I had another week and a half off. Um, and um, we went up at, back up to Maine and we visited, spent uh, almost a week um, with my family and we went and we did the traditional August uh, Maine thing, picking what meanwhile wild blueberries with my family. Um, and, and my family owns the farm. So it's anyway. Um, and, Because it's been a really wet summer, um, I I didn't know this, but um, chanterelles grow in the area, so we went chanterelle hunting, and I we picked like six pounds of them, and I dried half of them. And there one night we I just did this saute of chanterelle mushrooms in a butter and cream sauce. Let me tell you, it was fantastic. It was so good. Uh, and now we're just like, you know, like fancy people sprinkling chanterelles, dried chanterelles in just about everything. I made a pasta sauce and sprinkle a few chanterelles in there just just because just because I've got them. Um, so. So, yeah, it's been really cool, um, you know, having like the dried stuff and being able to use it. Um, what else has been happening? Um my garden has been fantastic. I've been picking so many tomatoes that I've done um, a couple of rounds of like massive batches of salsa, massive batches of just fresh tomato and herb sauce on from some pasta. I might do some fresh pasta coming up. Um, so just like a lot of like garden stuff. So many eggplants, dude. So many eggplants. Like, so I... I I did a few eggplant um, in the past, and I just – I never got a lot of eggplants. Everybody has always told me, like, if you plant a single eggplant, you'll have so many eggplants, you'll just be giving them away. You'll be forcing eggplants on people. Um, And I just never had that experience. They always, like, underproduced and just didn't do very well for me. Let me tell you, when you plant nine eggplants, like eggplant plants, holy crap – I have a lot of eggplant. I have taken them into my new job and forced them upon people there. I've been roasting them like crazy. Um, now I'm figuring out how do – what do I do with these things? Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna make some eggplant pickles. Apparently there's a classic Italian eggplant um, that is pickled, so I'm going to be making some pickled eggplant. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what else is going on. Um, I've been doing a lot of um, – Printmaking, a lot of printing of collagraphs. I picked up a mini press and I've been doing that and reading a lot. I've been writing, I've been doing some stuff with recycled printmaking. So I've been I wrote up a zine about it and I'm editing that and I've got to shoot some photos. And uh yeah, cool. so then I'm off on vacation this week as well. The new job gave me a week off, so that's fantastic. Um it's really enjoying the time off. Um, let's see. Oh, what am I drinking? I've got a seltzer, a quart of water and a cup of Elijah James bourbon, um, that we picked up on our way up to Maine and it is some tasty stuff. It's, um, not the aged Elijah James, which I cannot afford, but just their like regular small batch bourbon and it's super tasty. I'm really happy about it. Um, so I got a little glass of that going with a giant ice ball in it. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think about,, um, oh, so I expanded my Kofi um, account. We had talked about the fact like we had talked about Kofi a couple of episodes ago, I think, and we had you you were like doing some pretty uh, expansive tiers of support and whatnot. Um, and I finally set up the tiers of support. Um, and so you can people can support me um, with like the regular just like, you know, uh, I think I'm going to switch it over from tip to donation. Um, but then I've got supporter levels of half bag of coffee, a full bag of coffee, and then the five pound bag of coffee, depending on what you want. And I send people art um, in mail, depending on what level they are. So, yeah. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to stay off line more, um, kind of just like do the thing that I do a lot where I just kind of leave my phone in another room, put some music on in the house and stay off social media. And I have to say, that's been really great for my vacation time and the time I've been taking off just not looking at my phone for hours on end. The other day, I didn't look at it from 11 o'clock until about six o'clock at night and i missed a text message from my dad um actually no i didn't even look at it until nine o'clock so it was too late to text him back um so anyway (laughs) yeah anyhow um so we're here it's been a couple of months and um so some catching up i I talked a little bit about my new job um what's going on on with you um in terms of catching up dade
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did start my field placement. I'm still working at the local community college. I don't know if I mentioned this. No, because it wasn't happening the last time we recorded, I don't think. Um, mm. In addition to being a writing tutor, I also help manage the supplemental instruction program. Okay. And so it's a lot of just support. So I support the supplemental instructors. So I'm kind of like the liaison between them and faculty or, you know, any, like I got an email today, like, how do I fill out my timesheet? Because, um, you know, a lot of new folks are coming on. And so I'm kind of like the, I field all the kind of questions. Um, and if they need more hours, because um, they're given a certain amount of hours to, to do the SI work, but sometimes, you know, it exceeds that. So, so yeah, it's, it's great because, um, you know, usually at the college, I wasn't ever able to get 18 and a half hours, which is the max that anyone can work because, well, because a lot of reasons, but mainly because they don't want to pay benefits. Mm. Um, it's it's a weird number. Um, it's something the union's trying to change to at least increase it to, like, 25, because even at 25 hours, um, it's it just complicated. I'm not going to get to it. But, like, anyhow, yeah. um, this – Past summer and going into the fall, I have 18 and a half hours. And so the amount of money I get compensated there is like working at a 40 hour a week retail job. Mm. So that 18 and a half hours is an extra couple thousand dollars a month. And so that really helps. That makes a um, big difference. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, my social work school gives us a $300 a month stipend. Um, I guess I shouldn't be salty it's free money but it's three hundred dollars that's half my grocery bill um but anyhow um so i've been you know doing that and um you know doing the school thing and so i finally hit that that place where like i'm just i i don't have much time for things um and in fact um I really I completely shut down my ko mm. because I, I don't like like I, I don't even have time to like engage in hobbies the way I used to. And so yeah. I had to kind of put that on pause. And so that was one of the things decisions I had to make real quick because, you know, from 830 in the morning till 5 p.m. four days a week, I'm at my placement. And then on Fridays, I'm working at the college. And then every evening, I'm also doing college work. And then on top of that, I have a class that I have to attend once a month for grad school. And on top of that, a second year uh, social work students have to engage in a community project. Mm. So I have to do 75 hours of volunteer time with, um, you know, an agency. So, yeah, I don't have time <laughs> for, yeah. for, for that.
0: Well, and I think that's pretty consistent with, like, the, you know, your last year of um, therapy school, for lack of a better way of putting it, <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, your first year or two of being in the, um, like, field. I mean, it's yeah. it's your first couple of years are just super busy because you're trying to pack in those hours for licensure, and you just won't have as much time for the stuff that you enjoy. And then eventually you're going to get to a point like me where you're like, okay, now, now I'm settled in here and I have time. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of like this rat race, you know, because after this, this field placement, um, I have one more summer left and then I'm done. I have my MSW and then I'm not going to wait. I'm going to take the, the exam like by October, you know, of next year. Um,
0: are you allowed to do that?
1: Yes, to get my LICSW, I would. To oh, engineers. okay. So, yeah, so to get my LCSW, I'm not going to wait because, like a lot of people, I forget things. Um, and the way, I don't know how you're, I'm sure it's similar, Licensure, for, for you, but like, it's the questions aren't simple. They're like, hey, here's a bunch of right answers, but what is the best right answer?
0: Well, uh, mm, it's a little different for the test for LMHCs is a little different, mm. um, and they're changing it to multiple choice, is my understanding. But it wasn't multiple choice. Um, mm. You were given a scenario, and then it was written.
1: Ooh, oof.
0: Yeah. No. And yeah. the expectation was that you know all. So even though most LMHCs can't do the sort of testing you were expected to know what all of the tests were for people. Um, and some of them were pretty obscure. Um, yeah, yeah. a lot of my friends got hung up or, or trapped or, mm, I'm not sure the right, (laughs) the right, the right, uh, like they, you know, they would, the right answer was not the one that they suggested, um, was not the one that, um, they wrote down. It was some obscure, test and it's that has been a complaint about the test for a really long time so
1: yeah and it's such a crapshoot like i've had some people say you know i studied everything and it was primarily like um you know more like you know developmental kind of questions like child stuff yeah so yeah i just want to get it out of the way um because that's the other thing too to get a job um at least as a social worker, being licensed is kind of important. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, you're right. It's going to be a rat race because right after that, I'm going to be, you know, looking for a job, hopefully have a job. Um, and, yeah, just get those two years worth of hours in so I can get my LICSW and then I can just do my own thing. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, I expect to not have time for anything until probably about 45. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> Hey.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's my age. Yeah, I'm going to be 41 in October, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like my I don't I I don't know. I think if I had followed the more traditional LMHC route, um and and gone through with licensure instead of really capitalizing on my specialization, um I probably would have gotten licensed a lot earlier um, and I would be doing something entirely different right now. So
1: sure. But look at you, You you've got like a new thing that you love.
0: I know. And that's an excellent segue about the need for new things. Yes. um, Due to new, new jobs. So um, you were chatting in the RSVP's Facebook group about the need for a new bag and it, kind of sparked in me the fact so i've been using um the same old osprey flapjack since i was in grad school so it's six years old it's a little beaten up um but i also love it i might just go and buy a new one because it's the right size for day to day i wish it had a little bit more room for like a lunch bag um but the The pocket in it for a laptop is the right size for my personal laptop and also my work laptop. So if I decide I want to take my work laptop home, it fits in there perfectly. Um, So I'm not like it's 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 I don't know. It's just the right size, plus the way that the flap flaps over it um, keeps things dry if it rains. So I don't know what. And and so what did you end up doing like for a new bag?
1: Yeah, so. I really want to thank folks for making all those wonderful suggestions. Um, I looked at so many bags, spent so many hours going through all the different options. It was really nice to see such a great response. Um, you know, I felt like my parameters weren't too strict. I mean, I, I definitely didn't want leather. Um, and when I said money's not an object, I meant like to a degree, obviously. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I want something that I'm going to buy and I'm not going to have to buy again for a decade. Right. Yeah. You know, because you figure, say say I get a $50 bag. I may have to buy four of them over the course of yep. 10 years because they're crappy. Um, yeah, because right now I'm using my North Face backpack from undergrad mm. um, and it served me well. Like, it's still a good bag and I'm still going to use it for other things, but... It just didn't feel professional. Like it doesn't feel professional. Like, like I have patches on it and I have pins on it that, I, of course, I can take off. I can't say what the pins say, so <laughs> you know, one of them is like "f shame," um, you know, "trans lives effing matter," like, you know, like I, I which I works
0: something. at a at a, yes. at a college center, yes. oh, but yeah. you wouldn't necessarily want to no. walk into that and like. For yeah. At my old job, that would have not gone over
1: well. Right, right. So I, I just wanted something to kind of match how I'm feeling. I I feel, yeah, I'm going to be 41 next month, but I feel grown up more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is an interesting thing to kind of think about, but um, I've always felt I've been like two decades behind my age. Mm-hmm. I think because, you know, my hobbies, I tend to be grouped in with younger folks anyway. I mean, the gaming scene, You know, most of the people I play games with online are like 20 or so. Mm -hmm. So it's like the first time in my life where I really feel like, yes, I learned something and I know something and people are taking me seriously. And people, you know, because I spent 20 years working retail, which is an entire disaster. Talk about, you know, being uh, treated poorly. Oh, man. Uh,
0: I have a story about that. (laughs) I went. Where was I? I can't remember what store I was in, but I was like walking around and I had headphones in and a hat on. Oh, I, I won't mention the name of the store here. I don't remember where I was. Uh, and it was a place where I used to work. So, you know where I worked. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just looking for coffee and I couldn't I was looking for something else. And um, as I'm walking through, like a woman was like, excuse me, can you tell me? And I just kept walking because I didn't realize she was talking to me. Wow. Did she get mad? <laughs> Like, it just, she like, oh. followed me for a second, and then, like, at the end of the aisle, I kind of realized she was looking, she was asking me, and I turned, and I was, like, like, kind of, like, looked at her with a shake of the head, and and then she, like, you could see her deflate, because she realized, <laughs> I didn't work
1: there. Yeah. yeah That's the that, worst. That is the worst. Um, and that actually happens to me. I don't know if I give off that aura of, like, you work here.
0: Well, it's like you know where stuff is.
1: True, true,
0: true. Like, I know how the store is laid out. And I think after you've worked in retail for a while, you kind of get, like, this, like, yeah, I know where this stuff is. And I kind of know the layout of the store. And I'm just going to, like, make my way. And people, I think, respond to that.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, because, like, when I go into a store, I just, I don't meander.
0: Yeah. You, like, walk with purpose to where you got to be.
1: Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So, I'm feeling, you know, like, it's time for me to buy a professional bag. Um, so, I chose the uh, Rickshaw Cosmo Briefcase. Um, I went with this bag for a couple of reasons. One, um, it was customizable. Mm. So, I got a cool bag that is dark gray on the outside. And the inside liner is a nice, bright green. Mm. Um, it just kind of, it. it's me. It's like serious on the outside, party on the inside. Because um, it's, 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 <laughs> it. it's fluorescent green. Um, but anyhow, so I, I besides the aesthetics, you know, of the colors, I also just like the way it looked. I wanted something that looked really clean. Mm. Um, and really neat. I didn't want a lot of like extra little things on it or flaps or anything like that. Um, and so this bag is perfect. Um, you know, it's 15 and a half inches wide by 10 inches high and about three and a half inches thick. So I could definitely fit my laptop, my iPad. Um, you know, I could fit, uh, you know, other, like, a pen case, all that kind of stuff. It just, you know, it's definitely, it it, it also, um, some of the reviews said that, like, even though it's really, like, lightweight, it, it can stand on its own. Mm. Um, so it has, like, a flat bottom, um, which is just something I didn't realize I needed until um, every day I get into work, and I put my bag down, and it just kind of, like, slumps over.
0: Slumps over, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, so... So one yeah. of the reasons I like my flapjack is mm-hmm. because it's it has structure. It has an external structure that stands up. And so when I flip it open, mm-hmm. um, the contents stay visible and upright. Um, and I just took a look online, and it's no longer made. It's a discontinued model. Um, so I'm going to have to look at one of their other other models, I think. because So this is the the thing that's changed with me. I'm no longer driving to work. I am taking the train, which is faster other than my walk there. I think the combination of of the walk and the train ride is the exact same amount of time as it would be to drive, maybe a little less even, depending on which route I take. So I'm taking the train again, which I actually really appreciate. I I enjoy public transportation. I'm not Um, it's a little questionable with COVID. Um, apparently the MBTA was not cleaning regularly, um, which is kind of icky to find out about, um, when you think about it. Um, so am kind of grossed out about that. Um, but, um, now they are apparently spraying down the, um, the train cars regularly. I don't know how true that is. Um, but there's that idea that they are cleaning more regularly. Um, And it's, it's just easier for me. I don't have to pay for parking. Um, And like parking is only $10 a month. Like we have a lot, but apparently it's like a fight to get a spot. Um, So the other option is to park in MBTA parking, which is near work. Um, But I just rather take the train. So like I, because I'm walking, um, I've found that when I use a shoulder bag and I'm walking any more than like a quarter mile, it, it tends to like hurt my back. Um, the unevenness of the, cause I love, I love my, my various, um, messenger bags and things like that, which are great if I'm just going from the car into work or from the car into the coffee shop or wherever. Um, but it's not, not so good if you're walking a total of a mile a day or two miles a day. Um, Depending. And it's just so ba- I have to have a backpack. Um, so I'm planning on going with another backpack. I haven't made a decision yet. Um, but thus far, I really do like the Osprey transporter flap um, because it's got Ooh. some um, it's got like a magazine pocket. So I could literally, I think, carry both laptops if I really wanted to. I don't really want to. Um, I do tend to not bring my work laptop home and not take my work lap my home laptop into work anymore
1: so yeah i have a a work laptop but i can't use it anywhere else but work so it just lives on my desk
0: yeah the laptop that i have for work i think they're planning on updating us um, into something a little more Nice, but I'm pretty sure I can use it outside of work. But I also have um, this philosophy about using work laptops after. So, let me tell you a story. (laughs) It's a good (laughs) one. So I used to work in HR. Most most of the listeners probably know that at this point. And um, on more than one occasion, um, people would use their work laptops or their work cell phones for shall we say, inappropriate viewing of things or texting of messages. Oh, um, no. oh, Oh, yes. I have seen very unfortunate things on people's work laptops. Please, people, do not use your work laptop for personal purposes. Just, just don't do it. Even if it's, like... I mean, theoretically, like, the stuff that I write, um, not the trashy romance stuff, but, like, the instructional, like... Like like useful journaling. There's nothing inappropriate about useful journaling. But right. I also don't want to do that necessarily on my work laptop. I mean, there's also um, some legal issues with that. And I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an attorney, and I'm not an expert in this kind of stuff. But there's a possibility that if I were to do that on the work laptop... could say that's the product of work and take it. This company would not do that. They're not shady like that. Um, But they could, you know, you never know how things are going to go, like, if you upset, upset someone in leadership, or what's going to happen. So I like to keep all of my personal writing, all of my personal stuff, on my own personal equipment. Um, Like, at my last job, Everyone put Facebook and would open up Facebook on their work computer. And I was like, oh, no, no, uh, I do not like that. No. Right. I was not comfortable. I don't I don't want them to see my Facebook. Not that there's anything inappropriate. I'm, well, actually, <laughs> my Facebook is a little salty on occasion. But again, like that's another reason not to ever open Facebook up on my work laptop. Um, so anyway, I like just, I like to have like a big separation between my work digital life and my home digital life, which is why, you know, I take, I take my, my Kindle fire with me and my Bluetooth keyboard. It, like, in case I do, like, at, after work is over, want to stop at one of the many delightful cafes near my workplace. I could pop in and I could work on useful journaling in the cafe. I could work on useful journaling at, you know, a bar close to work if I really wanted to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. anyway, um, that, that's end of diatribe, end of story. Um, but, um, yeah, so I definitely like you need a new bag that is, um, and part of me just wants to kind of patch this cause I'm really into, you know, that, that whole idea of um, like visible mending and using something until it's so worn out. But I also think like I can turn this into a new patch backpack. So I've got my patch messenger bag, um, which is covered in fun patches. So maybe it's time for this backpack to Mm -hmm. turn into something that I use when I go into cafes and stuff um, and just get a new one that is more appropriate for work Um, or not beaten up, not as like in dire straits
1: yeah I just also there's that whole like psychological thing of like new place, new things, just kind of like fresh start you know
0: yeah so did you did you do any of that in terms of like notebooks or or apps that you use for organization?
1: um I tried to you know re- restrain my spending um <laughs> i i I had quite the summer um of spending. Mm -hmm. and so i'm trying to be a little bit better i think i came to this realization when i was cleaning out my office i have so many things that i forgot i had and so you know i would find two of something Mm -hmm. because i bought a a second one because i didn't think i had the first one uh yeah um and so i was thinking like you know like what you know like what do i need um and honestly, looking around my office, like anything that I'm going to bring in with me to, you know, the placement um, is going to be something I already own, unless it's like a small little decorative item or a plant or, you know, I'm just trying to be a little bit better about stuff because um, at the beginning of this month, I I use You Need a Budget. It's an app um, to just kind of, you know, control your budget and and categorize your spending um and i did like a kind of like a deep dive and like you know went through things and um it was like that like that moment where you realize like wow i guess this is who i am like the person that spends too much money so (laughs) yeah i had a lot of hate using this phrase but i I mean atheist this like come to jesus moment where it's like You know, you have to have that conversation with yourself. And so I'm trying to, A, not buy things as much. And B, if I do buy things, it's funded by selling of another thing. And so, you know, when I upgraded my computer, I sold a bunch of the older parts. And so, you know, it was kind of a wash. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm trying to do that um, because I have too much stuff. Mm. Um, but one thing I, um, want to do is get like a simple, something I don't have. I know. Cause I went through my office, a simple, like undated, like planner, mm-hmm. um, hard copy. I mean, I have a calendar on my computer. There's just something about on paper calendars that are just sometimes easier to use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking for that. I, I definitely would want it to be undated just because I'm the, let me use it for two months and then whoops, I forgot I had this and then, yep. you know, pick it back up again. So that's the only thing I've been kind of like looking into potentially like acquiring. Um, but other than that, not really. I, I've actually been finding new things. Like I, I, um, I'm using a, new field notes notebook like on my first day in the morning i was like oh crap i maybe i should bring a notebook and a a Mm. pen and so i just went and i have a box that has all my field notes in them so i picked a random national parks field notes and so i have that i have a right notepads um i forget what the color is called it's like a teal blue notebook um it's electric blue they call it Mm. um it's their paper notebook. It's like the eight and a half by five and a half journal. It's like an 80 page kind of journal. Yep. Um, I've been using that. That's new to me because that's something I bought when I met everyone at the pen show. Nice. In Baltimore and put it in a box and I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what about you?
0: Um, so I, I did a thing similar. So I had been using, um, some field notes in my, um, fodder stack, my leather, my, my leather fodder stack, and I can't find it. I don't know where it is. I'm hoping it's somewhere in the house and maybe the dog has hidden it and slobbered on it or something. I'm sure it's here somewhere. Um, so I grabbed a, I grabbed, uh, the first notebook that I got my hands on and it's, uh, So Capsun Poe is a listener, and he sent me a pen Attic members only by write. Um, So it's a little dot grid notebook with that fantastic write paper in it. And I've just been like shoving that bad boy in my back pocket and scribbling little notes in pencil, Um, not uh, in pen, which is odd. Um, And then I also I won a uh, Instagram contest, a comment contest from – Maruman, um they they sent me a pair of um sept cooler um spiral bound notebooks it's their like new oh. line of mm-hmm. um little uh, gridded notebooks and so i grabbed one of those and i've been slap, slapping stickers all over it and rubber stamps i found some rubber stamps at work with the company logo Mm -hmm. Um, so I like stamped the front of the notebook with it and I've been using that for like my onboarding notes and stuff like that. Um, and so that's been really cool. And the other thing, so because, um, the expectation is that I'm a working artist I've been using, I have a thing for the handbook, um, travel sketchbooks, the hardcover, it got this really nice tactile, um, linen cover. It reminds me a lot of Baron Fig's covers. But the paper inside is more art happy. Um, so it works really well with like my the materials that I use a lot. So I've been carrying that with me, but I convinced myself I needed a new one. So I went to Artists and Craftsmen and bought a new one. But mostly I've been dig- just digging into the stash. Um, I also, so the hard thing that I've come into in terms of like, office space. So I went from having a gargantuan office set inside a 10,000 square foot facility. So like on top of that, like I had an art room that stored a lot of materials. So I have boxes of the stuff from my old office and, um, reusable shopping bags and paper shopping bags full of my books And so the new space that I'm in, I could theoretically take most of those in, but I'm also at a point where I've now I've moved from one office into a much, much, much smaller office. um, And now I'm moving into a cube. So um, we don't have like a traditional office space because we don't do any individual therapy and we don't technically do any. Therapy at all. We might have one-on-one meetings with students, um, but it's not a clinical site, so I'm not doing clinical work anymore, which is a big change for me. I think, like you know that. Um, so yeah. it's just like this big, big change in terms of like shifting from like two really intensive clinical sites, even though you know the last year most of it was online, um, to something that's not clinical at all. I mean. I shouldn't say that it's not clinic. There are some clinical aspects to it. You know, this like, you know, having to call DCF if, if things go wrong. And I don't know necessarily that I would be the one doing that. That might be something that, um, someone in leaderships again, like I'm not, I've only been there two weeks, so I don't know exactly how things go in terms of like, when, when stuff hits the fan, what happens. But, um, I've been thinking about like, in terms of like my cube, Um, because you want to decorate that too, but it's also a minimal amount of space. Um, So the way the cube is set up, it's not like a traditional, like, you know, those like drab dividers that are covered in crappy fabric. Um, It's usually like beige or hideous pink or that like pale office blue. Um, Instead of that, we have, these shelves that are it's like a 12 i don't know how many i'm trying to remember i think they're like six cubes um or six squares and then i think six down so it's like quite a few little squares um and i have that on either side of them uh, either side of me one is mine and one is open and it's the back of another person so i'm thinking i'm going to take in a piece of, uh, a couple of pieces of plywood and, and cover that. Um, I've got some plywood out in the garage that I think I'm just going to, I'm going to drive in one day and slap that up over the back end of the, my neighbor's um, shelf. So, yeah. I So I've been thinking about like, how do I decorate that? How Like, what do I, how do I do it? Um, and there's not really, I mean, in terms of like the cube, there's not a lot to decorate there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I have this, this wonderful office, you know, it's, um, it's pretty big. Like I have a a full desk and a chair and then I have like a therapist chair with like a footrest. Um, there's a whole wall that's like exposed brick. I have a big window. Um, and so, yeah, like I don't know what to put in that space. I have a Hmm. lamp but it's, like, from the 90s. Like, I know you can picture it. It's, like, one of those lamps that has, like, it's, like, gold, like a gold pole and, oh. like, a pleated, like, the pleated, like, shade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I had, um as a hand-me-down in my last office, this, this lamp that was made out of driftwood, and I regret not taking it home with me. I totally should have snagged that lamp because it was mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know. It just reminded me of, like every office that has existed on the coast um my entire life like ever like i've walked into so many offices that so it's like this like cliche of driftwood on top of a piece of slate um Uh and my old boss hated it which is why i put it into my new office um (laughs) when i when i moved um i cleaned it up and it actually looked really good um and so, like, when I left, I'm like, "I, I should really take that lamp, and then I was like, well, I don't have room in the car, and i am I've regretted that decision since I walked out of that building,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um and so I don't know, you know, I also don't want to be that person that like moves in like there's a fine line between doing that and not doing that,
0: yeah, I have to say that the other the other part that like makes me a little little shy about bringing more stuff into my new workplace is I helped clean out a couple of offices over the last three years um where people brought in a lot of stuff into their office and it was a huge chore of work um so i i don't I don't want to give myself you know you know maybe five ten years i I will accumulate culture there <laughs> mm-hmm. without without um bringing in a whole lot of stuff um but then i've got these boxes of stuff that came from my old office that are it's mine it's stuff that i purchased and took in Mm -hmm. um but i don't necessarily want to want to bring it but i also you talked about like purging some stuff out of your office i um i found several boxes of pencils that i was like i knew i knew that i've had them but I just boxed them up and put them away and now I'm just, now I have a place to take them. I can donate them here um, and, and feel pretty good about it because I know kids will use it. So mm-hmm. in the past I've taken stuff and donated it to schools. So.
1: Yeah. That's, what's good about, um, you know, purging is, you know, yeah, I threw some things away, like personal things, like, papers and notes and stuff but just like to you it's an item you don't want anymore but to someone else it's something completely new yeah yeah and so um it's really been nice to share um the many things that i have no use for anymore
0: yeah yeah and i found in my cleanup that i've been doing so over the last couple of weeks like when I've been on vacation, we always like because I've also had like week and a half off at a time other than this week, although mm-hmm. I also have this week plus Monday, so it's a little longer than just a week. Um, I've come back from Maine a couple of days before the end of the week so that I can do some some pretty significant cleaning um, which I've which I've been doing and I found like I found a tote I didn't know I had oh, cool. that had a whole bunch of sketchbooks I hadn't touched. So now I've got you know sketchbooks and I don't need to buy any more anytime soon.
1: Though I probably will. (laughs) Well, it's like yeah, it's really hard. So you know, art's your jam. I'm mine is gaming, like video games. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that you know, I have such a backlog of video games, you have no idea. Like if I if if something were to happen and we were stuck in our homes forever i still would have more video games than i'd have time left in my life you're sable on video games like i well because it's so hard because it's like okay um i don't want to get into this too much but the the collector's scene for a lot of different things has been horrible this past year Mm. so like two years ago i could buy a game that you know for 50 bucks that, you know, is out of print, you know, mm-hmm. now it's triple to quadruple that. And so yeah. there's this FOMO, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, if something is sold out, it, the scalpers have been really horrible. And I've been laughing because what's happening is these companies are catching up. And so first it was Pokemon cards. You know, people were I'm sure you even heard about that. Like people were just buying up everything and then reselling them. Ugh. Well, the same the same thing was happening with gaming stuff. And so there was a limited edition um, set of Nintendo Switch controllers that came out for the Zelda game. And so the day they came out, um, of course, scalpers bought them all because mm-hmm. they have bots that do that. And they were selling them on eBay. The controllers are like $80 retail. They were selling them for like $200. You know, they're cool. I would have liked them, but I don't need them for that, you know. And then Nintendo finally caught up, and now you can just waltz into, like, GameStop and just buy them. Mm. And so I laugh at all the scalpers that are now sitting on inventory that, like, they have to just sell at cost. Mm-hmm. So it it's like video cards. Like, I the video card I have for my computer, if I were to get it at retail... I think it's like five or $600. I paid $1,200 for it because oh I, wanted, I, I wanted it. You need a video card, especially with the type of processor I have, which doesn't mm-hmm. have on board video. But it's like, you know, perfect example, PS5 too. It's $500, but you go on Facebook, you see them for seven, $800. And so, yeah, it's been really hard. So when a game comes out, I just buy it because I want it. You know, it's like board games are the worst mm-hmm. offender. Because board games have like short print runs. And so if you don't buy it, they may never print it again. Or if they have interest, they'll print it again. But it takes such a long time because most board games are printed overseas. Mm. And then, and then actually, remember that that container ship that got stuck in the Panama Canal?
0: Yeah.
1: That affected so much of like the board gaming industry that like stuff was wow. like late. Yeah. Cause, the, you know, stuff, a lot of board games are actually made in China. Mm. Um, and so, yeah so yeah anyhow i went on tangent there but but yeah so it's it's really hard to not just purchase something when you see it for retail um but again i i don't need like i'm i don't need them but i want them mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure you have the same thing with like a I, art supplies
0: i do like i i have a, a similar thing um it's uh, although it's less supply chain issues um with like sketchbooks or like really nice watercolors. Um, like I I have a really hard time like when I go into artists and craftsmen and I have this like I need to buy a kua printing ink. I look through the whole store. I shouldn't, but I look through the whole store and I very rarely only walk out with just the ink that I want. And the other day I had to. So this is an interesting like little weird like thing. So. Pre-COVID, I bought a pair of sneakers like that was the last time I bought shoes Mm -hmm. and I had some dress shoes that I got um, like the year before. And so I realized as I was like walking to the train, like these shoes, these sneakers are like because I so I I tend to wear sneakers to walk to the train and then I usually leave a pair of, of dressy shoes at work. Um, which seems like I won't necessarily have to do with this new job, but maybe, um, so I had to go and buy new shoes because that my sneakers were completely worn out and my feet were hurting. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, a larger woman and, you know, my doctor's been bugging me to like walk more. So it's like, well, I can't walk, um, if I'm not wearing comfortable shoes. Right. So. Um I picked up some hiking boots and uh a pair of sandals. Um some air jesuses. So um and it you will only get that joke if you are of a certain age. Um so I just aged myself there. Um but yeah, it was just this like weird feeling as I was like looking at my sneakers and like why do my feet hurt? I've got sneakers on. I shouldn't hurt. I should be able to walk miles and miles on these. It's just like oh. I've had these since before COVID. It's just like, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah. So so when I was buying shoes, one of the places was next to Artists and Craftsmen. And I actually stopped myself from going in. Because I knew if I went in, my entire shoe budget would have ended up. Because I, I can't walk into an art supply store with a pat, wad of cash in my pocket. I will literally yeah. just spend it. I will spend it all on art supplies. Mm-hmm. I am sometimes not a grown-up.
1: I, I feel you. I I completely get that.
0: <laughs> and I, I think that's our title.
1: Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> you, you, actually, you actually reminded me of something that I also needed to acquire. So this new gig, I have to wear casual clothes, um, but no shorts and no sneakers. That's hard for me, considering the past year— I wore shorts and no shoes, really. Um, so I had to buy, you know, I have shirts like my my style is um, like button up shirts of various colors or styles or whatever. But, you know, but I, I had no I had no pants in the pants I had. Um, I didn't gain any covid weight, but something must have moved because they don't fit the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I actually, for the first time in my life, invested in some quality clothes, um, pants, really. Um, I, over the summer, tried, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, called Stitch Fix. I have, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to see if I could acquire professional-like clothes um, and have someone pick them for me and just see what would happen. Well, 90% 90% of the time, it was like, no, you're not listening. Like, I'm like, I like bright colors, or I like pastels, or I like colors. And they would send me, like, a black top. Oh. Like, it's clearly a bot. It's not a real person that's doing your wardrobe. Um, but they sent me, send me these jeans that were the best – you ever wear a pair of jeans that were literally the best jeans you've ever put on in your life? I sure have. Right. And they just – they fit. They have a little bit of flex. They look mm-hmm. good. They make your body look good. And so I was like, wow, I'm keeping these. Um, but they were $80 pair of jeans. Yeah. But I said to myself, they're good jeans, and they're not going to, like, rip. They're thick. And so I happened to go online to buy some for – because, you know, we can wear jeans at work, just they can't have holes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know what, let me invest in a couple pairs of different shades of, you know, whatever – and I lucked out and there was a, a sale, so I, I got a good deal, but I, I spent some money on some big boy clothes. So.
0: <laughs> I got really lucky um like a f- God, it must have been like three or four years ago when I started my started at the last location where I was. Um I bought a pair of old navy skinny jeans in like a extra size up. So mm-hmm. I bought them I bought them fat sized but an extra fat size. So they're like a size bigger than what I would normally wear because they were skinny. Um, yeah. and they, so they don't fit like skinny jeans, but man, they just are like the best fitting jeans I've ever bought. Cause they're not all. So the problem that I have is that I'm short and I'm round and we're mm-hmm. getting way off topic. Um, but it relates like to like the new things you need for new jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's how I'm making the excuse for this conversation. Um, and so a lot of times, like if I buy straight leg jeans, they're super baggy in the thigh, they might fit okay in the waist. And then because my legs are like two inches long, they're just like, I have to hem them. And then they just they're, everything looks wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um But when I switched over to buying the skinny jeans, but a size bigger than what I need, they just fit like the waist, like, They fit the way straight leg jeans used to fit when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you remember those days before (laughs) everyone started, maybe more like eighth grade, before everyone started wearing like Jinkos and like, you know, (laughs) the Levi's silver tabs. Do you remember those, the silver tabs?
1: Oh, I do. I do. Uh,
0: Yeah. So anyway, so they fit properly and they just feel they just feel good so i at the time bought two pairs of them and then i literally wore one pair to the point where i can no longer wear them to work so i went and bought another two pairs of them Mm -hmm. in the same color same size and yet like the problem with old navy is that if you get two items in two different colors then they're cut entirely differently and they might be stitched differently. So one is actually a little bigger than the other and it's perfectly comfortable. Uh, it just doesn't fit as well as the other one. So mm-hmm. I've just now like it's saved in my old Navy like thing. Like this is the one that I like. And I'm so afraid because skinny jeans are going out of style. Um, yeah. That if I don't order another couple of pairs of them, I won't be able to get them again.
1: Yeah, no, I wear um, slim Jeans like Slim Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to just wear like not boot cut, but like just jeans that would make me look frumpy. Like yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm fat, like I'm 250 pounds. I'm five eight, but I'm still two hundred and fifty pounds. And so I found that actually wearing slim jeans made me look slimmer because they're tighter. Yeah. Um and so yeah like it's so hard old navy has good slim also target brand i don't know if you've ever um i have yeah good yeah good fellows actually um they're they're slim fit jeans and they're true to size because i'm a size 40 in men's which is mm-hmm. like sometimes hard to find 40 30s because i'm not tall mm-hmm. like they assume if you're fat you must be tall as a man or yeah. something yeah um and that's the other thing about these best jeans in the world they're they pride themselves on being size inclusive. Hmm. So their jeans go up to a waist size of 48. Hmm. Um, Yeah. And so it definitely like, they just, they're so good. I put a link, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, But anyhow, we got on such a tangent there.
0: We did. And um, I think we actually talked about all of the stuff that we had listed in our main topic. Is there anything that you think we should, um, Hit anything we missed? No,
1: I think right. if we did, we'll do it next time.
0: All right, sweet. Uh, so, um, our, let's talk about that. Our plan we used to do a show twice a month, mm-hmm. um, and I think at least for the next few months, while we're both getting accustomed to your new kind of stuff going on with school and with my new job we're going to switch to a once a month schedule for the time being and we'll revisit Mm -hmm. it. And we will, we'll talk about that offline, um, about, uh, when we eventually will go back to probably twice a month at some point. Sure. Um, and, but yeah, so we're going to be doing once a month episodes and, uh, we'll be, we'll be doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, so I just I want to take a moment to thank everyone for, you know, waiting for us and hopefully staying subscribed um, to the show. And, you know, we'll definitely make a an uh, announcement in the Facebook group about the show going out. And it's just wonderful to see the continuing conversations, even though we're not putting out shows, those continuing conversations in the RSVP group. And no one has given us any grief about not recording or putting out a show, I think, I think last year kind of prepped people for it. Um if you do love the show and you, and you want to let people know that we're putting out shows again, let them know. Put, post a link to your favorite to the this most recent episode on social media, let people know you love us, why you love us, and you know, head over to to your uh, favorite podcast place and give us a rating or a review or just head to our uh website and let us know that you enjoy us uh, so you can find the podcast at rsvp stationary um, we have a discord uh, server but um i have to admit i haven't been there in over nine months um, i don't know about you dade but you can find me <laughs> less at, at comfortable shoes studio.com facebook at comfortable studio instagram and twitter at original lc harper dade Where can folks find you?
1: You can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. All
0: right. Well, thank you, Dade. Thank you. It is always a blast recording with you.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. There we go. All right. Just let you know that you're being recorded, Dade.
1: Okay. Thanks.
0: It says I have to let you know. (laughs) All right. All right.